right, guys, before we get started here on the final drive, a big thank you to our sponsor, Microsoft Surface. Microsoft Surface, a huge part of game day in preparation for the LA Chargers as the official laptop and sideline technology provider for your Los Angeles Chargers. Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools they need to succeed both on and off the field. Microsoft's Surface Pro 7, your endlessly adaptable partner now with faster processing and more connections, plus all-day battery life. The 12.3-inch touchscreen, 2-in-1 laptop, ultralight and versatile. Check it out on their site, surface.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. Alongside Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Harry. Chargers lose 31-26. Another heartbreaker, Haley. Uh, I go back to last week, and we didn't have many words. We need to take a breath before we take this one. Uh, another difficult way to lose. Yeah, this was one of those, I think, sometimes you sleep on it, and that's exactly, we we put stuff away last night, and we're like, let's talk about it tomorrow morning, and, and obviously here we are. A really tough way to lose, and, and a tough way in the sense of, how crazy is it that two straight weeks, it comes back down to literally the final second of the game, and, and it mm. just doesn't go the way that you want. And and this week was was double hard, I think, in that sense, because it was ruled one thing at one point and then it was yeah. it was changed because the ball did come out. But but just just heartbreaking. And I think I kind of echo what I said last week where these two games back to back carried a lot of significance in the sense that not only were they AFC games, but they were AFC West games. And to still come up over in the division, oh, and three now in the division in 2020, they haven't won an AFC West game since 2018. It's just really difficult. It just, it just is really, really difficult because again, the magnitude of these carried a little extra weight than maybe the Dolphins will next week or the Jets yeah. will after that. Yeah, it hurts because you look at the three division games this year and Kansas City in week two, you led wire to wire, yeah. losing overtime. You had a 21 point lead against the Broncos. And then obviously that roller coaster of emotion. So for you guys listening to this or watching this, Haley and I are in the press box and we are on the opposite side of the field from that final play where yeah. Herbert hit Parham in the corner of the end zone. We so couldn't we be further away. We couldn't be further away. So when the referees put their hands up touchdown, we think touchdown too, right? So you see that, then you see this huge video board and you see the replay. Then you have the Fox feed in the press box. And the first couple of angles signify touchdown to me and you. And then mm -hmm. you see that third angle where it bobbles and you knew that maybe something – could go wrong here, but yeah, I, I was going back and forth. I think you and I talked about, do you think this one is a tougher loss or last week? I'm going to go with this week because yeah. of that roller coaster of emotion. Uh, these guys poured their heart into this and they thought they won the game. They thought they turned the corner for a moment. There was a lot of celebration on the field and to see that reversal of fortune in the matter of minutes, um, you see the Raiders doing the exact same thing the Chargers yep. were doing just a couple of minutes before. I think that's what hurts the most. It totally hurts the most. And the other thing to me, too, was the tenor of this game was very different from other games that they had played in this season where they had these big leads by double digits and then those kind of get squandered. They were down by double digits at one point in this game. Yeah. And so you kind of felt like, oh, hey, everyone's kind of battling through adversity, getting through this together. And I think in a sense, 
it, it felt like the Carolina game where the offense has the ball to end the game and they're driving downfield. And, and you sort of had that faith like Herbert had talked about against the Panthers where he thought they were going to get it done. And, and again, they, they came so close in this one. And so to sort of, that was the hard part, the really sort of emotional hard part where you're down, I believe it was 11 at one point, you kind of battle back. You, you have the adversity of, of the muffed, return and then the Raiders only score three so that gives you you know an edge there that they could have put the game away at that point and and they didn't you had an opportunity um but to to come down to that was so tough and and the other crazy thing was you and I are watching and and I don't know what Fox had showed at that point because I had checked out from the tv but we're watching the field and you're watching the the literal dual celebrations of sidelines just going absolutely crazy that changed in the matter of like 30 seconds to a minute and then we see the the ref who makes the call the official who makes the call is like way on the other end of the field and we're like oh he still has to come out and actually make it and it was just it it was a total emotional roller coaster that's the only way to really put it but I would agree with you I think this week was was tougher than than the Broncos loss yeah two and six all six games lost by a possession yeah. or less. And you go to Miami next week, but just looking at the positives and obviously the negatives in this game, Brian Bulaga goes out in the first quarter. Justin Jackson goes out in the first quarter. Uh, you get a nice spark from Kalen Balaj, who had mm-hmm. 15 carries, 69 yards on the ground, four and a half yards of pop. Uh, the Chargers rush for 128 yards. So uh, not as much, obviously, as, as last week we go 200-plus against the Broncos, but a, a decently consistent running game. And then, you know, we're going to say it every week with Justin Herbert, Haley, 28-42, 326 yards, pair of touchdowns, quarterback rating of a, a 105.9. Yeah. Should have had the game winner. You know, it, it couldn't have thrown yeah. a better ball. So we'll continue to just uh, sing the, the rookies' praises. But, you know, the, the negatives – uh, two big plays in that third quarter yeah. I thought was kind of the turning point. A uh, uh, 45-yard touchdown from Carr to Aguilar and then a 53-yard big play to Hunter Renfro in that third quarter. And you and I spoke about slowing the Raiders' running game. They didn't do that. Uh, six yards of pop, I think 160 yards on the ground for the Raiders. And you can also point to that muff punt, K.J. Hill – one of the most sure-handed wide receivers in all of college football. I remember talking to Daniel Jeremiah after the draft, and he said, in terms of hands, and, and keep in mind, this was one of the best wide receivers class we've ever seen. Literally. Uh, K.J. Hill had the top three or four best hands, according to DJ. So to, to see that happen, um, when you could really go down the field and take the lead with a field goal, you end up giving up a field goal, the defense holds, but again, I, I could point to a lot of different plays. I thought that one was pretty significant as well. It was absolutely significant. I guess the only silver lining, like I kind of said, was the fact that they only ended up scoring a field goal off of it. At that point, if they had scored a touchdown, the game would have essentially been over at that point. Um, but it's so funny. I was going to say, you and I have been doing this together for way too long because I have my notebook that I write, like keep score. And then my notes on the left side. And I literally have on the left side of the page, Las Vegas, big plays and literally wrote those two down because the one, the 53 yard pass, um, from car to Hunter Renfro that led to the Darren Waller touchdown in the third quarter that put them up. I believe it was 11 at that point. So yeah, it was, it's just tough. I mean, I think you mentioned the rookie. If there's a positive, it is that 
Justin Herbert is as advertised. He is the future of this franchise. He is exactly, I believe, who the team thought he was going to be to be taken at sixth overall. And he will give you a chance every week. He will give yeah. you a chance. And, and that is what we have seen from him. And like I said, I think to have the offense have that chance this week, you felt like, okay, you know, we've been in this position before and they almost got it done and they almost got it done again. And, and I mean, he said after the game, look, you, you can't change what happened. You can't change losses. You can't change what's going on. All you can do is push forward and they will certainly try to do that this week. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Keenan Allen either nine for 103 a touchdown 11 targets Uh, Herbert has leaned on him and you know he's played just so consistent over these last three plus years and it continues I think we wondered whether it was going to be Tyrod or Justin um, how Keenan was going to adjust to having a new quarterback just fine looks good looks pretty good uh he is I think he's he's just proven he is he's so reliable he is just he's one of the best in the NFL to do it I know there's so much discussion on who the best wide receiver is and and the word underrated and all of that I think he has certainly established himself as one of the premier wide receivers in this league and it and it's been like that over like you said these last three years he's faced so much adversity in his career to come back and done what he's done and and be able to have these healthy seasons I remember talking to him he had told me I think it was after I, I forget it was after the the ACL year but he just said just give me 16 games give yeah. me 16 games and I will prove to you that I can do it and and he certainly has done that he is a force the Raiders really had no answer for him yesterday I mean anytime he got the ball in his hands he made a play he is now tied with Charlie Joyner for the second most receptions by a charger in team history Obviously, one catch next week will give him sole possession of second on that list, just right behind Antonio Gates. And and he's only done it in 94 career games, which is very, very impressive. So the Chargers are two and six, Haley. It's difficult for us to have to do this every morning or after a game because we want to we want to share in celebration with the fans. We know they're frustrated. Um, you, You look at their six losses. I said it all by a possession. If just the AFC West games go their way, you're five and three at this point, mm-hmm. three and zero in the division. Um, it just mm-hmm. hasn't worked out that way. And listen, you are what your record is. Everybody's going through some sort of adversity. If you're one of 32 teams in the National Football League, um, we spin it forward to next Sunday. Yeah. If anything, we're, we're getting a heck of a quarterback matchup. Uh, Tua Vailoa. Drafted number five overall versus Justin Herbert, number six overall. And Tua played pretty well last Sunday. He did. He's, I mean, he's got two wins in his two starts. And obviously their defense, though, has been on fire, too. They had another defensive touchdown, I believe, this past Sunday against the Cardinals. But, uh, but yeah, that's a storyline I'm pretty sure we will not hear any of this week, number five and number six going against each other. It should be, it should be a good one. I mean I, – I'm not going to talk, sit here and talk about why Miami decided to make the quarterback change when they did. I think we were all a little surprised about that. But then at the same time, we were all excited getting to look ahead to this game, this now week, week 10 game, which, which was part of the schedule shuffle. But, but it'll be, it will be fun to kind of see those young guys go up against each other. Um, we'll see. We'll see, obviously, what happens. Again, don't sleep on their defense either because they've been, they've been getting after it. What they did against the Rams two weeks ago was extremely impressive. Yeah, you got to look at that tape, obviously, for the Chargers. And then last week, uh, or I should say yesterday, uh, yeah, Emmanuel, 
I said last week, but it was actually Sunday. Uh, Emmanuel Agba had, had that sack on Kyler Murray. Shaq Lawson picked it up, 36-yard touchdown to, to kind of set the tone. So that Dolphins defense is flying around. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were hoping to see Trey Turner and Brian Bulaga share the field together. Mm-hmm. Sunday didn't happen. Trey was inactive. Brian went out early. So that's something to monitor uh, this week. Uh, so there, there's a lot to unpack o- over the next several days as the Chargers – Go to Miami to face the Dolphins, try to get a win, try to get to three and six. Uh, but we're here for you guys. We feel the frustration, and we want to bring a winning podcast next Sunday. So we'll see what happens. For Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Harry. This has been the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. <laughs>